0: Welcome to The New Chemist. We're glad you're listening. Feel free to download this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Here on The New Chemist, we discuss chemistry, which simply put is the science of change, as well as careers, community, research, and COVID-19. We're happy you're tuning in. My guest today is Kuna Fartingo. Thanks for joining me today. It is good to hear from you. Just briefly, I'll inform my audience about you. Kuna Fartingo is a second year medical student, raised in Lawrenceville, Georgia. She attended Georgia Tech and majored in biochemistry and minored in biology in Spanish. There, she began to work firsthand with both the Georgia Tech and Atlanta community, and from here, her passion for community involvement and engagement was reignited. Prior to entering medical school, she took a gap year and mainly worked as an ER medical scribe and tutor. In fall 2019, she matriculated to the Medical College of Georgia at Augusta University. Some of her executive boards uh, for the Student National Medical Association Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, Kuna, thanks for joining me today. It is good to have you here.
1: Thank so, you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, um, what have been your longstanding interests in the field of science?
1: Hmm, I guess I would probably say starting in high school, uh, I had a really, really amazing biology teacher who opened my world to like the variety that goes on in science in general. She had us doing um, projects. I remember bringing in my first presentation on PKU in ninth grade, not realizing now how much we have to talk about it in medical school, but it was the first time I saw such a variety to what science can be. Like you can go down the medicine path. we remember doing dissecting on animals. You can go down with plants. And so it was kind of my first look into that. And then getting further and further along through high school and taking all these different science classes, I was like, oh, this is this is a cool field. And then finally into college, I was in biochem and they just shift a lot of different science classes at you, but it really shows the variety that can go on into kind of how science is.
0: Okay, so the thing that really the it sounds like you have a diverse interest in the sciences. As you know you can and you can focus on several different things and do you would you say that medicine is providing you that opportunity to uh, engage in a diverse array of studies
1: yes and no in a lot of ways like I will never probably again be doing analytical chemistry and seeing um, lasers and working with GCMSs to like the degree I- I was before. Mm-hmm. However, it's important to actually know how a lot of that stuff works, because whether or not it's a clinical trial, or understanding how a drug was made, or just um, in general, having a good sense of this, these things do manifest itself in medicine. Mm-hmm. So maybe not the direct aspects of what I used to do before, but I'm still utilizing it now. And it's it's helpful to have that background. Oh, yeah. And so that's one nice thing. And then even, like, I saw the opportunity to do research. So I can still, if I want to get that wet lab experience in medical school, no one said I can only work with patients and never see the medical side, uh, never see the science side of things. I do get that opportunity as well to do that if I want to.
0: Okay, that's good. So just for the lay people in the audience, what would you, how would you, if you had to give a short description, what is PKU? Before we continue, what would you say is PKU?
1: <laughs> I asked me medical school stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, Captainuria, it's like an issue basically um, how you process certain amino acids, such with tyrosine and phenylalanine. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, the patient. This is something that you can determine early in life. It's a, a autosomal recessive um, disease, and so when you do any of the genetic testing at the beginning of when a baby is born, they usually get like a what's that thing called? We don't. I don't remember. It was like a Baby, like when they take some blood from your foot and things like that. Foot prick. They,
0: prick um, their foot they can,
1: Thank you. That's the word. Ignore. Yeah. I'll get to better with my science terms in a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. It's but, early. It's um, early. <laughs> um, you can see from there, and then they end up having to just have a. They can have a very normal uh, quality of life. It's just you're gonna have to modify their um, diet with the certain types of foods, especially meats, because a lot of meats have certain um, amino acids in it, and you just don't want that to be a situation. So you'll just have to modify their diet to mm-hmm. uh, work with that. But when okay. I was in high school, it was just like, it was this and this and this. And then by the time I come to medical school, this is the um, biochemical understanding what's going on. This is how it's metabolized. But now from a medical standpoint, this is how you treat certain things. Instead of just knowing the signs behind it's mm-hmm. knowing, okay, this is the patient who has this how would you take how you have a care plan for that patient so they can have the best quality of life so i feel like that's a transition that's kind of gone from what i knew in high school to what i'm supposed to really know now
0: still
1: so, yeah, I time to remember things
0: so it sounds like it's the Rio correct yes okay so um the thing i would say is i've had some experiences in that in graduate school you come to graduate school like i thought i had this understanding of organic chemistry and like chemistry fundamentals in the back of my mind and yeah i come to graduate school it's like no the fundamentals are much bigger than what you expected yeah (laughs) yeah so they're much broader you need to broaden your base because you have a lot of stuff that you have to build off of
1: all all the time it's just like they keep adding and adding I'm like please (laughs) Please."
0: yeah I know what you mean so how do you maintain view of the bigger picture in your career and in your life in general amidst obstacles and challenges like in this pandemic how are you keeping how are you seeing the forest for the trees
1: so I mean I won't lie to you when this pandemic initially started I didn't really feel like the brunt of like, I can't leave my house. I can't see people because we were still in the middle of medical school. So like, everyone else is like, I don't know what to do on the weekends. I don't know how I'm not gonna see my face. I literally was like, I have all these things going on. The school was doing a huge, you know, transitioning us to online, figuring out how to do anatomy online. So it was like, a lot of my time was spent troubleshooting how to go on to online you know, and checking in on my family. Everyone, thank goodness, is really safe. Both my parents work in some aspect of the healthcare field. They are seeing patients, and so um, it was like, are y'all good? Are you staying good? My dad was like, we wear masks in this house. We we wash our hands, and so I, they were good, and so I just really was focused on school, and so it didn't really hit me at the beginning how, um, I mean, how isolating this um, has been for people until I finally had my summer break. And then I was like, I'm free from my first year medical school and I can't go anywhere. I literally cannot go anywhere. And so, you know, our school was able to create a really great, um, pandemic medicine elective that we did online. And so I got to see my classmates and hear them talk, but it's just never the same as when you're in person. Um, so it was difficult once I finally was out of this bubble of med school, med school, med school work, and like had to kind of focus on that. And it creates, and I'm very lucky, I'd say, because I have roommates. I know I have situations where people don't have roommates. So they're literally in a house by themselves 24-7, And um, it can make that hard. But I think the hardest thing for me was the fact that the days just kept bleeding. and um, you never I sometimes I could get up in the morning, I'm like, I right, this 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 is I don't know if this, this is Tuesday, this is Thursday. And so you can lose a sense of time and then a losing a sense of a schedule. I was so used to going to school from 8 a.m. to this. I'm doing this, this, to this, to this. And we're still built. Humans do like that um, yeah, like sense the of thing. a schedule, having a sense of, you know, you have the next thing to do. And so it was like, I don't know what to do on this random Tuesday after my pandemic elective course ends because it's 11, 10 o'clock and I have a whole day and we were figuring out research and things. So it was losing the sense of a schedule first and trying to find one and build back one up. Like the gyms were closed, like figure out, I still need to exercise every day because I'm really now sitting at home. I'm not moving anywhere. And so it was a lot more instead of I'd say academic Figuring it out, a lot of it was during my summertime, it was my own personal health obstacles to making sure I can still maintain a sense of great mental health because I'm constantly in the house all day, physical health because you're constantly in the house all day, social health, making um, use of Zoom or a house party became a really awesome app to use in the summertime. So I could talk to my friends who, usually in the summertime I would go and see, like I had trips planned to go and see them. So it was really, I would say that was more of my obstacles. And then coming back into the fall when we started classes again, it was a little different because our school had found a way, um, not found a way, but they we had certain things that had to be in person. So that kind of gave me my time to see some of my classmates and have yeah. a sense of the schedule again. Yeah, I know really, to mean. see my classmates again. It's yeah, I
0: know. I mean, it's just like so. It, it, it's a good experience when you can just be with people. You know. Yes. I mean, it's just,
1: yeah. it, that it's such we yeah. we're social creatures, and so I'm I'm a really social person. I really people. And so I'm sitting. There, I'm like what am I thinking about? I'm just sitting here thinking of my thoughts. So being able to finally come back to class and then still see people and then have a schedule again, really kind of helped to take that blurb of the two, three months of the summertime where I'm, honestly, I can't even tell you about it because I don't even know what
0: happened. Yeah, I know but, what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean, because people, when you, when you get to interact with people, especially people who you enjoy hanging out with, yes, I, I think it invigorates you, it revitalizes you, and then also adds some weight to what you, like, you may be going through a rough time or you may be going through a good time, but it helps yeah. to like sober you up, help you realize either your switcher- yeah. situation is not as bad as it seems or yeah. like you're not as good as you think you are. So <laughs> that's, yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. help to, they help to sober you up, definitely. Yeah. Um, so how have you been adaptive and creative in the field of science? You What what has been your your creative niche? What, what did you say? A learning style your way you approach content um...
1: mm, so I'm one of those trial and error type of people That's okay. I feel like I've lived my life since college because my tried and true ways of high school did not work at college and it's always a I kind of learn what I do and I was never a big group studier at tech I don't really feel like I know a lot of other majors especially engineering you you group studied you did group projects I think we had a couple group projects in biochem so I was never like gung-ho group study I had a good friend we would study through a really difficult class and it, it was it was worth it but coming to medical school having to lose this um it's not, I shouldn't even use the word lose because that's not what you're doing. You're gaining a new experience. I sh- would say it's like I'm losing control on how I'm teaching myself by um, having someone else teach me. That's not what's going on. You're working together two minds with who have different, you know, points of views or perceptions to how the inform- information is being presented. And sharing and working together is how I consider group studying. I had to get over the idea of like, oh, like it, it can only just be me. but. Um, integrating group studying into how I learned the material, because the way people think about things, the way they say things, the way they come up with phrases to remember things, have really helped me in terms of how I take in information and how I can present that information and learn it and retain it. That's, I think, the hardest thing with medical school is they'll give you so much information, and you'll, you know, you may get it by the quiz time, but, you know, six months later, if they ask you that same question, you're like, I don't know, but I still have, like, phrases and things that I remember from my friends speaking to me about. And that's helped me to really conquer taking in lots of lots of information. In terms of like, I guess that's my way of saying I've adapted, Um, you know, I haven't, I don't know if I've really put my direct foot into the creations of science just yet. We'll hopefully, you know, do something along the way. But I feel like in terms of how I've learned how to study and how I've learned to really embrace working in groups and taking information and um, getting it together in like a group setting has been something that's worked a lot for me. Right. Um, So yeah. That's good.
0: So are you involved in research?
1: Uh, Yes, yes I am. So this is research round two. I was trying to do a little bit different this time. I had my first experience in college and it was different but now I'm doing um, research. It's basic science research, um, looking at corneal wound healing Um, It was very different from what I initially was thinking, but I wanted to try something out of my fields of interest. I came in very much interested in women's health and still am very interested, so I knew no matter what, I could always do that, but I wanted to delve into something else because medical school has just so many different specialties, just as different Um, things to do that. I feel like I was um, doing myself a disservice without trying something different. So I do it um, with corneal wound healing and looking at how the innate um, immune system responds to corneal wound healing and um, how it better, uh, better make, let me find a better words. It um, improves or worsens corneal wound healing um, whenever some type of trauma occurs.
0: Okay. Wow. That sounds deep. So that's like ophthalmology, right? Yes. Of, 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 mm-hmm. yeah so um how do you maintain a balanced life given all your responsibilities and accomplishments <laughs> how have you been trying to maintain a balanced life
1: well fun fact you asking me this now a lot of my responsibilities have actually been removed off my plate so the way our kind of our medical school works is usually during your the second half of your first year into the first half of your second year That's usually when you do a lot of your leadership roles, whether it's like, for instance, I was a clinic coordinator or doing like um, SNMA, and then they transition it to the next group because by that point in your second year, this part in your second year, you typically start studying for the step exam. So you don't have that same amount of time. And then from there, you're going into your third year and on. So right now I have a lot more time, but before I really tried to utilize my Fridays, like they were my last. Friday in my life I whether it was hanging out with friends or just taking a moment to breathe and I just tried to find ways to um have fun in between the weeks usually Monday through Thursday it was business only like unless it was something impromptu or just a really cool meeting going on that I wanted to see I would typically just try and spend a lot of time um so I focused on studying, and then Fridays and occasionally on the weekends doing other fun things. Usually, it was a lot of eating. Augusta, um, I thought it was a lot of chain restaurants, but I'm learning more and more. They have a lot of, they're bringing a lot of new stuff in. And so, mm-hmm. um, like we got did roller skate nights, we would go bowling. So I would just try and make sure, like if I did my work like nine to five Monday through Thursday to make it to that Friday quiz or whatever I was doing, I. Give myself that time to take a break or i go on walks after my quiz with my friends we would just talk talk about how the quiz went how the week's going our goals or like what's the next step that we're doing just to like remind us of outside of medicine what you know who, Depends, who we yeah. are as a person
0: yeah yeah that's good because yeah. you know you, sometimes i think it's good to it's good to identify with your achievements but i don't think you should find your identity because oh if yeah if um, you don't achieve then you have like you could have a crisis or something like that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so i think that's, that's something i try to keep in mind you know you're more than just what you will get on a paper or get you're more than just your grades you know yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that's something I had to learn very early on because oh, I made some interesting grants in Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely. George definitely, I definitely promise I'm
1: not going to kill anybody. I really will. It's just like so the transition is so different. Like, I don't want you to assume like how I started to beginning a medical school, who I am now, or how I view studying. It's just it's a transition, and I'm going to do everything I can to be the best physician that I can be. So right. don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure.
0: Come on, it's good. I'm sure you're you're going to be. Able to <laughs> just being modest just being modest. we know you could take care of your patients well oh Go yes 100 oh yeah yeah so uh, how what would you say has contributed to your success to this point i went to georgia tech which is a very good school mm-hmm. and you are you are now at Augusta university for medical school mm-hmm. so what would you say has contributed to your success you have always obviously progressed from point a to point b to point c so.
1: Hmm. I think a lot of it, it I really 100% believe I've had like the best support system I think anywhere um, I'm very 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 blessed with um, the parents that I have I don't always give them enough credit but if they ever decide to listen to this podcast it really is to them like I I would not be where I am without them in a lot of ways like I 100% believe that like my mom especially has always she's always been the person that says the sky is not the limit it's only you she's been she said that from as long as I can remember like only I set myself back and so I've always had that and then the friends I made in college like they always were like my Dr. Kuna like you're gonna be the one to take care of my babies like to have those constant positive thoughts even when for myself I question my own abilities a lot imposter syndrome is crazy it will really set you you back constantly have those other those other positive voices around you constantly reminding you like no you can do this you are you this is what you meant to do like don't question those things it can it can eventually drown out your own imposter syndrome and kind of help push you forward and then continue to have that support group in medical school there are moments i need to vent and i will vent and we will get back to work that's just you know we'll give our 10 15 minute maybe 20 minute vent we're like this is hard (laughs) this sucks But we need to get to work there's there's it there's a bigger picture like we there's i think in our class there's about 30 or so black physicians in the class of 190 so like we this is this is this is what we have to keep pushing for we all need to make it to the next step so it's like, we need to support each other. We can't, no, no one is being left behind. We have mm-hmm. to all go. There's not There's not a lot of us.
0: Yeah, we gotta so cross we over together. Through. We gotta cross over so together.
1: So it's very much, I feel like how um, has really, that has been a, its support. It's, you know, you can constantly read, 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 do all these things. But if you constantly are questioning yourself, it's gonna push you back. So you really need to have those people there. When you feel like falling back will help push you forward. I 100% believe it's is a support group I have.
0: Yeah, and it it
1: started from home. So
0: yeah, I completely agree. Same thing with me. Um, in that um, my support system, like my parents, my brother, like and see the thing is, one thing about me and my family. They're very to the point and very upfront. they' like mm-hmm. they'll call you out if you're doing something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. And even if my sister sometimes my younger sister will call me out if she thinks I'm doing something that doesn't make oh, sense. Oh,
1: that's sense. my that's my second my middle sister too. She saw she'll let yeah. you know and she'll say it straight and look at you and wait for a response and i'm just like, you're right you're 100 correct yeah you no know, i just i couldn't be without them um like i said my college friends I, we were called the crew like i was the only science major um they were all engineers i had one friend who was doing accounting so like it was just it, it was just, i wasn't always Surrounded by a bubble of pre-meds who are always like, "I have this, this, this on my MCAT," and this, where you'd be like, "Oh my god!" I literally had loving, supporting friends who are like, "You're gonna be the our doctor. You're gonna be this person for us." And like to be surrounded by that type of love and yeah, encouragement yeah. all the time, yeah. uh, I couldn't. I, I, I don't medical. I don't. I couldn't. I still call them. They'll call me all the time. They're like, "How's my doctor doing? How's this, this, and that?" Like I still talk to them all the time, and they're just great and they know when I have a quiz week they're like we're not going to bother you we know you're trying to save lives and that's you know you can't you can't find friends like that
0: yeah I know what you mean man I know exactly when you find when you find friends that you hold on to them
1: oh yeah. yeah yeah
0: so how have you maintained vision and teamwork in your environment
1: I truly believe it's through the extracurriculars that before COVID I had the opportunity to do
0: okay that's cool
1: yeah, so you know, med school is a lot of. Well, the first way the curriculums are all changing, we'll just say the first like 18 to 24 months, schools are changing left and right with how they're making preclinical years. But your preclinical years is a lot of reading. So, doing things like being a women's clinic coordinator and working with actual real life patients who have real world problems and trying to help and and to the best of my M1 slash M2 capacity has been ways that can kind of remind me because you can really get bogged down by how much volumes of work or what you feel like you have to be doing next. But when you're truly working with someone who needs your help in this moment and you can put your focus to that and then either A, you can fix the problem, send them somewhere else to have, like refer them somewhere else where they can have some of these problems fixed or just improve their life in any way. It really reminds you of why you're, here because it just it can get so easy to forget and getting to sit down and hear what's going on and not have the pressure of being a whole like attending where you have to see this certain amount of people in a certain hour you're just a medical student so you get to take that time to ask all the questions you can ask them you know what in your childhood has been you know do you feel like it's causing the problems you're having now like if you whether it's maybe it's diet or mental health you can dig to those points and really get to know what's going on with somebody and when you can help them in any shape or capacity, it really can remind you of like, wow, this is why I I just, I just helped somebody. Yeah. And so I think that yeah. helps to kind of push your vision forward, yeah. even in the same aspects of like through SNMA, we do a lot of community work with the Augusta community. And so whether it's having health clinics or um, tutoring sessions or just monthly um, enrichment sessions, like, Augusta has a lot of um, of its own problems in terms of um, how people are, um, what's the best way to say this, but there's a lot of health issues that affect the Augusta community. There's a very large African American population and hypertension, diabetes, um, teen pregnancy rate, all those factors that we think might only be a big city issue, it's down here too. And so we can't obviously fix all these systemic problems at once, but taking little bits by bits, whether it's going to school and educating kids on different aspects of life, different career options that can, you know, push them to want to do the next step in their school, like those are all those little things can help move forward the health of a community a health of a society Mm -hmm. so i think just involving myself in extracurriculars to the community that's focused for the community has been really helpful for me
0: that's good so um why did you choose biochemistry as a field to major in in your undergrad years and why did you choose medicine as a field to do your doctoral studies in
1: biochem i chose that because it's first of all it sounded kind of cool you never really know what you want to go into in college you kind of feel like this seems <laughs> like what i want to do
0: yeah you kind uh, of kind of just test the waters
1: yeah and it was like it's bio and chem obviously that's not what the case is as we learned but it i knew it was going to be a field that would open up opportunities to go and probably to any of the things i was interested in whether it's going to be pharmacy or the research medicine nursing any of that and um, it gave me a better appreciation for the human body honestly um, taking biochemistry classes and understand because you that's literally the fundamental so much of my first couple months of medical school was biochem like it, it didn't it's that's the major if you need to figure out what you need to do that's the major to to take with you to medical school, I will 100% say. And then um, in terms of medicine, again, biochem did open all these opportunities to go and to look into all these different fields. But I think at the end of the day, what mattered the most to me was directly talking, um, working with people. You know, Research has its limitations. I mean, they're trying to do a lot more translational research, but I truly like to physically see and work, um, see the effects of what I'm doing not saying you don't do that in research you obviously still do but like physically talking to patients prescribing the medications that amazing scientists have helped create me being able to give it to them prescribe it to them so they can um, improve their quality of life i feel like that fit more of where i needed to be and so i felt like medicine was more of where i wanted to go down and just knowing that i could have an impact on communities that need it most right now and i felt like medicine would give me the best of both worlds where i can still appreciate and utilize science but be able to work with patients and honestly help fix humanity in some aspect i mean obviously not that it's a very large bubble but just in my own little way help where i can
0: yeah that's good so the translational aspect of medicine is definitely something that i think appeals to a lot of people and yeah it's important to be able to lend a hand so as we conclude do you have any advice To those wanting to pursue the field you are currently studying in,
1: Um, I 100% say if you can. I know everyone's situation is very different. I know I said it best. Like I had a really great support system. I know I'm not in a situation where everyone has that, but I would say it's reaching out and finding a mentor. Um, And that mentor does not have to be in medicine. Um, I know people say this all the time. You need to find a mentor. It does not need to be in medicine. You need. I feel like one of my mentors was um, my chemistry advisor like she When i tell you that woman looks out for me in a way that i i can't even repay her sometimes like she i whatever I came in with the most random of questions, she will answer them, she will point me in the right direction. And she was an advocate for me and my goals and my dreams. And even if it wasn't to become, go into get a PhD program, she was still gonna do whatever it took to make sure I could reach what I wanted to because she could see the dedication I had. And so your mentor doesn't have to be in the field that you're interested in, it should be someone who wants to help guide you. They may not be an expert in the field you want to go into, but there's people who are experts in that field and may not be any more help to you than that. So someone who's willing to take that time to help or use their time to figure out how to help or send you to the right people. I mean, that you can't, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, Mm -hmm. In any kind of space or capacity, you you can find that. And just to constantly, I mean, try and surround yourself by people who want to put you up because I I didn't I was not in that pre-med bubble but from what I've heard it's it's stressful because people are constantly comparing themselves or throwing this out and you you can constantly feel bad I I wasn't in that type of bubble I was in a bubble of just loving great people who all they could say was I might not be in this field but I know you can do it and I, I trust you can do it and so it's I just feel like the the type of messages that you surround yourself by can really make an impact into the things that you choose to do mm-hmm. and so try to surround yourself by positive people
0: yeah, I agree. You know
1: you can take all the tests in the world but if you don't feel like you're good enough or you don't feel like you can get it done like sometimes having someone else remind you of how far you've come or i know you know i hear what you're saying and i know you can do this i think it it really speaks volumes to getting things done
0: yeah yeah definitely you know people who could add context to the challenges that you're having or you know put perspective in the situation. So what has been some of the most beneficial advice you have received?
1: Oh so this was I think the best advice I think I at least for when I was going through my interview season. Whenever I had gotten an interview, I I had to change my initial thought like, oh that was a fluke. I had to change that because I remember reading something where someone said, if someone is giving you an interview somewhere, it means you have met their cutoff. You, you are good enough today if they want to accept you to go to that school. What you need to do is to go in there and remind them and secure a seat to go into that school because you obviously meet the academic, the all the qualifications that they require of you. So don't walk in there thinking this was an accident. Walk in there saying, hi, I'm reintroducing myself to why you believe that you think I'm good enough to come here because you've offered me an interview, so you think I am. Um, I think a lot of that really helped, especially because you go on these interviews again. I was never in a pre-med level, so now I'm meeting all the pre-meds who are now on their way to medical school and it's still the same. I did this and this, 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 and you're just sitting here like, I literally just just breathed it today and I just continued on my way. Like I didn't, (laughs) I just... No, I mean, it really could. Like, I remember I was one point, this, it was, and it, I'm happy for all these people, but sometimes, you know, you you get this nervousness where you feel you have to say everything to make yourself feel really, really good. And this, which is fine, but everyone is nervous. And so you might sit there and be like, wow, that girl went and did this huge fellowship or whatnot. I literally just got off my describing job and I'm tired, like, it, it can get really tiring. So I always had to come in Sometimes I would come in like right before the interview would start just cuz I needed to have a clear space like you deserve a spot here they obviously think you do because they offered you an interview you just need to go in here kill it explain to them why you think you would be a great why you feel like you would fit best here like you're you can fit and you can fit in places but you want to fit in the best place so they feel like you can academically fit in here but you need to make sure you can your whole person would fit best here so walk in there and figure that out for yourself. This is, a, this is a two-way interview. It's not just them interviewing you. You need to figure out for yourself this is where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So don't get inundated by all the noise around you sometimes. Just walk in and remind yourself, I am good enough to come here They offer me this interview. Let me figure out if this is where I want to go.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, man, you can't mind the noise. Like good expression, llamas, don't mind the noise in the market. Check the price of the fish. Yeah. 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 So you, you, you got, if you know... But if you put your mind to do something, you know you got you have to be determined, and you know you have to be surrounded by good people who can help you as you progress to your goals. So and, I, hmm
1: But I, I will know. say real quick with that, it's I've been lucky with that. I know everyone like I've met classmates who have had the roughest of times, background wise, and they've made it here. And I think those are some of the strongest stories. Like I've had, I have had great support and I've seen people come. Much less who make it here, and I just to them that's that's a huge accomplishment because yeah, not see. everyone does get to have that.
0: Yeah, it speaks definitely speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kuna man, thanks for joining <laughs> me today. It was <laughs> good to have you on. Thanks for listening. We're glad you were able to tune into this podcast. Once again, this is the new chemist